I'm Karen. And I'm Michelle. We're sisters. And homeschool moms. Welcome to the Layers of Learning podcast. Where we talk about family-style homeschooling. Hi, this is Michelle, and I'm here with Karen. Hello. And we're going to talk to you today about kids' planners and teaching kids to use planners and why you should use planners. So let's start out, Karen, with talking about why a planner might be a good idea. Well, I will say this. I think probably the number one question that I'm asked from homeschool moms is how to get your kids to be more independent during the school day, especially ones with big families. Do you get asked that? Yeah, and I also feel that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even if you want to have a family school, which is what we love, you need moments and sometimes even an hour where your kids can work on their own because you're helping somebody else or, you know, some crisis happens in your home and you need people to stay on track instead of just losing everybody to wherever their mind wanders. So a planner helps my kids to actually be more independent. Because they know what they're supposed to be doing and what comes next. Yeah, those routines and the checklist that they have right in front of them, they can stay on course even if I'm not right with them. And it doesn't happen instantly. It's not like just because you hand them a planner, all of a sudden they're independent learners. That doesn't happen. It has to be something that you train them in and that you work at all the time. So for my kids... They like to know what's coming up. And not only do they like to know, they sort of need to know. I have one child in particular that doesn't do well with surprises. He needs to know ahead. So if like if we're going to be leaving the house to go grocery shopping, I make sure he knows an hour ahead so that he doesn't get stressed because he really gets stressed with sudden changes or unexpected things coming up. And school is that way for him, too. So if he knows he's got the whole list of everything he can see for the day ahead of him, then he is much less stressed and he knows what to expect and he doesn't break down or melt down. He's, he's happier. I think all of us are a little bit like that. I think so too. I mean, I plan my life and so I know what's coming, but if things are suddenly sprung on me, I don't necessarily cope with it as well as I could. It probably I'll get cranky at the very least. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, I agree. I think that the whole family is kind of happier when you have a plan. Not that we always stick to our plans perfectly. Do you guys stick to your planners religiously? No, I mean, there are days when we decide, you know what, we're having a short day because we're either really busy or maybe someone's not feeling 100% they're they're ill or something. So yeah, sometimes we drop subjects off or sometimes I'll say, you know what, I don't have the materials for this project that we were going to do today. Let's switch it and we we swap. We do geography instead of doing the science or, or whatever. Yeah, we're flexible with our planners, but I will say at the beginning, we're less flexible. We work really hard to train everyone to be organized and on task at the beginning of each school year. Yeah. The first month, especially like that first month. And then after that first month, we relax a little bit. Yeah. Then you can, because people do know what to expect. You've got good routines, you're in good habits, and you don't have to be perfect at it for it to still be an awesome tool. So I have my own planner. My kids each have their own planners. And by the end of each school day, everything is checked off. And it just helps us to stay on track and, like you said, less stressed. It allows more flexibility. It seems like it's rigid, but it actually allows us more flexibility to work in a different order, to know what's coming, to make adjustments in our day wherever we need to. I think it really increases the kids' productivity. They can move straight from one 
subject into another without having to wait for their siblings. Like if I have a child who gets done with math early, they know, oh, I can go read my book next because that's what's coming up on the planner. Exactly. My kids are the same. They have their things that they know are kind of their independent work anyway. So if they get time, if they finish early or they're ready to move on, they know what things they can just go over and do because it's all right there laid out for them on their planner. They also know when they're done for the day and and maybe we only have the group work left. We've only got writer's workshop that we're all doing as a group or we've only got science that we're all doing as a group. Then they, they they're aware, okay, I have some downtime. I can actually go drift off to my room and mom will call me back because they finished. They know when they're done. Right. Yeah. We're, we're the same way. It, it makes things just go more smoothly for everyone. When you know what to expect, you know where you're at. And you know what's coming too. You know what else I like to do with my kids? I like having them be responsible for gathering their materials a lot of times. So if they they can see in their planner we have this project, they can go and get the materials and plan that out ahead and get it ready to go while I'm still working on spelling with someone or, you know, whatever. Yeah, my kids do a lot of helping me and helping each other in their school days. So if they finish, they also can go and help one of the littler ones, or like you said, help me out to set up the next thing. And it just keeps us all on track and organized. It's a much happier homeschool when I have taken the time to have the planners ready. To me too, the the planner is a life skill. It's not just about keeping your homeschool running smoothly. It's a life skill. Just that idea that kids are able to manage time in that way and that they have some control over what they do next. So even though our planners are written in a certain order, I don't insist that my kids follow that order. We kind of do for the first month, like I was saying during the training period. But after that, if they want to do work on their writing and do math afterward, I don't care. You know, it it doesn't matter to me which order they do it in necessarily. They need to get it all done, but they don't need to get it all done one after the other. Right. And and so, so they can learn to manage their time like an adult does. Like, so even though I, you know, I know what tasks I have to finish for today, but I get to decide what order I do them in and I get to decide what is the most important and, and so on. And I want my kids to have to work through that kind of decision process so that they can learn time management and the planner helps them do that. Well, you and I both have kids who have graduated from our homeschools and gone on to adult life. And it's been fun for me to watch my kids still use the same skills. You know, we started using planners when they were in kindergarten and it was this little tiny checklist with stickers, but now they're in college and they're still using their own planners. Now I'm not filling it out and I'm not checking up on them, of course, but they still have their checklists and they're organized and task oriented people and I think that a lot of people consider that a stressful type of thing because we're well-trained in it. It's not stressful. It's actually just really productive and organized, but more relaxed than you would be if you didn't know what you needed to do. You you don't have to keep it all in your head. You don't have to remember what's coming up. We, we have a calendar on our wall. It's, it's a wet erase or a dry erase board mm-hmm. that you change every week. And so the kids can see the week what's coming up. If I don't fill that thing out, they are on me because they, <laughs> they want to know what's coming up. They, they like having that sense of organization and they know where they're going to be each day. They know if we have family activities or, you know, when scouts is and stuff like that. Yeah. We go over our things once a week as a family, every Sunday we say, okay, let's go through the week. And we kind of 
build that for our family too. So I think that in everything, we've just trained our kids to know what to expect, to make plans, to be goal setters and accomplish things. And it helps us to feel happy and productive, not stressed. It reduces my stress having having that calendar on the wall and then having my homeschool planner where I know the things that I want to get accomplished during the week or during the month. And I do a trick that Karen taught me a long time ago. When I finish something, I run a highlighter over it. And that way I can see what I didn't get to because like things happen. Life comes up. We miss a day of school. When somebody gets sick or something unexpected happens, you need to help your uncle move house or whatever, you know, things happen. And so that way you can see what did I finish and you can either let it fall off the schedule or you're able to move it down to another day. So Michelle, what is it that you do at the very beginning of each school year to train your kids to use their planners? So at the beginning of each school day, I have everybody get it out. We do our, we do our morning meeting and then I say, okay, everybody get your planners out. And we look through the planners and because we've already done morning meeting and I put morning meeting on the planner, they get to check something off right away. That it makes them, it does. It feels like an accomplishment. All right. We already got something done. And then we go and look down the planner and they can see what is coming up and I'll say, okay, let's do the next thing. And then after math, we check it off. And if we forget, sometimes we forget, we'll do two or three subjects and I'm like, oh, we didn't check off our planners and we'll go back in and check them off. We always check it at lunchtime if we haven't done it we're like you we normally do it after each thing that we accomplish but before we go to lunch we look at it and say did we check off everything for the morning so it's kind of an accountability moment and then if they didn't or if they missed something okay we've got to do that before we go to lunch let's hurry and get it done and then we do the same thing at the end of each day too it's another accountability moment where okay did we get everything done for the whole day yeah at the very least I try to make sure we check it first thing right after our morning meeting and then at the very end of the school day so that at least twice during their morning they they're checking things off but I try to do it after every subject especially that first month while we're in the training period the first month of school we're I'm more diligent about it during that time yeah when they need those reminders I think that as they go on they naturally become more independent. It's established as a routine and you don't have to be on them as much. It still gets done because they're trained to do it. In that first month, I'm reminding the kids constantly, did you check off your planners? Did you get that checked off? And then they're good to go on their own after just a few weeks usually. You know, for me, understanding that the first few weeks of school every single year are a training period for us was a big breakthrough in my homeschooling, making it happier and helping things run smoother. Before I understood that you need to do that training period, things were rocky every school year. And after I figured out there's got to be this training period, not just for planners, but for everything your kids do, you're training their attitudes, you're training their behaviors, you're training your routine for the whole day. All of that stuff needs to be done every single school year. And that made a huge difference in our our entire homeschool experience. At first, I thought that once I trained them, they would know it year to year. But I think all of us need a refresh in whatever we're working on. You know, whatever goal I have even personally for myself, I have to have moments where I reevaluate and say, okay, I'm going to put more effort in. 
And I think the beginning of each school year is a time when you're kind of just retraining. It comes back fast to them. But you need that oomph, the little extra, we're going to work on this. Yeah, and even if you're schooling year-round, you'll have a point where you're like, okay, we're starting a new school year. And you still need to do that training period, even if you're schooling year-round. Yeah. I remember when you lived in Hawaii, you said that it was really hard to know what season you were in because the actual seasons never change. It's always summer in Hawaii. Yeah, it just, (laughs) it kind of got monotonous and you lost track of yourselves, kind of. Yeah. I think the seasons naturally provide cycles like that for us. Like we get excited when summer comes. We get excited when the first snow comes. And I think that whenever your beginning of the school year is, you need that little season, that little extra burst of excitement and rejuvenation and setting new goals. And the planners help all of that to happen more smoothly. So another thing, especially when the kids are younger, that I do is... I make the planners a little bit more fun by having stickers. You mentioned that, that you, yeah, we your, always kindy, use your kindergartners use stickers and the younger ones. If they use a sticker to check it off instead of just a check mark, then it's fun for them. They get to pick out the sticker and their book gets full of these bright, colorful stickers and it's, it's just more fun. You can also have them put little illustrations in or color things in their, their books or use sticky notes, you know, make them colorful and fun. And our planners are primarily for school. But we always put extra things in them, too. You mentioned that at morning meeting, your kids bring their planners, and that's what we do, too. And so when we start a new month, we put the holidays on there. We put birthdays of people we know on the calendar. We put all kinds of little events. If they have a sport that they're in, they write down their practices. And so it's kind of fun for them to know the whole snapshot of what is coming ahead in the week and the month. And... It makes them excited. I think it's good for kids to actually write down the stuff. I mean, I don't have my kids write every single thing in the planner. A lot of it's pre-printed. Like I'll already have math, reading, you know, that stuff is pre-printed. The things but that then, you repeat. Yes, the things that are repeated all the time. But then some things, it's good for them to have to write in. I need to have this paper finished by Friday, you know, and you have them actually do the writing. Yeah, we mix that up too. I write some things in the planners, but they also write some things. And the older they get, the more I expect them to manage their own planners. By the time my kids are in high school, I mostly expect them to manage their own planners. I do put in assignments, um, especially we often switch to the OneNote planner where they have an online version of the planner once my kids are in high school. And I do put links to things that I want them to go watch or read. I'll put their short answer question in there, you know, a little assignment or whatever. But I do expect them to do more and more of their own managing themselves as they get older. I also expect my kids to manage their own lives. Like if they have a practice coming up or a camp out coming up, it's their job to know when it is and to tell me and to know what stuff they need to bring. If they tell me the day of, oh, I was supposed to bring eggs and whatever, you know, the, these supplies, this, this food for the camp out. I'm like, that's nice. How are you going to get it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's their job to be aware of their own schedule and their own life and have that planned ahead of time. They actually live up pretty quickly in my experience. They do. They really do. Once you have them understanding that this is your responsibility, they become responsible. I think it's really good to let them fail because they do it once and then they will never do it again. And they've learned this skill for life. You don't let people down. You don't make other people 
deal with your crisis. You know, you plan ahead and you make you make the stuff happen in your life that you need to have happen. So, Michelle, how much do you let your kids decide what is going into their planner? As far as like, you said you let them write some in it. Do you let them help with deciding about the assignments or the, you know, the explorations that you choose, for example? Yeah, we we sit down and choose the explorations together all in one session. And I will write them down on my planner. I don't actually have my kids write all the lessons necessarily. They just Sometimes. The it, yeah, so they'll just write science, you know, or that's already written in their planner. But if there's something that I'm expecting them to prepare, like you're Garrett, you're in charge of getting all the stuff together for this science project that we're going to do. Then I will have him write down the list of materials that he needs to get together. For example. Yeah. We often go through when we're starting a unit, we'll go through together and kind of decide which things are we going to do together? Which things does Isabel want to do? What does Jason want to do? Because especially as mine are growing up and getting older, there are certain things that they want to do independently from each other. And then we always do our come back and present to the family. So we decide at the beginning of the unit what we're going to be doing. And that's when it gets jotted down into the planners. And it's not the same for everyone. So I'm not going to do their writing. They write their own choices in. But that's what works for us. I don't think everybody's planners or planning style needs to be the same. Some people like a lot more detail and other people just need kind of a really quick, broad outline. I tend to be more of the broad outline kind of person. I don't write in tons of detail, but I mean, different people do it differently. Do your kids use a daily version of the planner or a weekly version or? My kids use a weekly version. My planner is actually monthly for, for our school things. I have an entire month on one sheet of paper and I just put a really quick note in there of what I want to do for each subject for each day. So your kids are checking things off as the week goes on. Do you check their planner at the end of the week then? Or oh, at, at, what the, happens? at the end of every school day, we make sure that it's checked off. So we do it more often than uh, once a week. We do it every day because otherwise they will just stop doing math for an entire week and I won't realize it. They, <laughs> That's what happens when you have too many children. They're, they're not that <laughs> dependable. So... <laughs> So, yeah, I have to. The planner's what keeps everyone accountable for what they're and, doing. And it helps me know at a glance, okay, they did it. And and then I also physically check their workbook. You know, did you actually do it? And Well, with math, I, I actually make them hand me the book and we correct check through it. there. We correct it and we make sure they understand it every single day so they never get behind in math. But, but yeah, some, some subjects I'm not checking up quite so carefully, like, like reading. They go off in the other room and they read. They read independently and I just... It, they have to just check it off. I trust them to that they've read. Well, you've and got, they do. I've got readers. You've got avid readers, so I don't think if you gave them a book, they would go read. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's not a hated subject at our house. So it, you know, it just depends on your kid, though. I mean, for for you, it's like no, you have to stop reading. Yeah, <laughs> it is actually. So, yeah, I've got a daughter like that. I'm like Isabel, put the book down. <laughs> I, I never thought I would say that to a child, but. You have to do some other things sometimes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a little tour of the planner. And I don't use every single page of every planner that we offer on Layers of Learning. No one should. There, That's not what it's intended for. It's intended to have choices so that you can customize the planner to the way that you want to use it. So you don't need every page of every planner. I actually often think the simpler, the better 
if it has everything you need. You need everything that is going to cover your needs, but not a whole Not everything extra. else. Yeah. So we have three different levels of planners. The first is for early grades, which is roughly six years old up to nine years old. You could go a little older, younger, you know, it's, it's an, it's a range. I use it all the way through the elementary years, basically for my kids, but it just depends on your kid and what they need. It has more pictures. It's a little bit kid friendlier looking. It has more pictures and it has some pages in it that you would not use for older kids at all. Like we have a weather chart, but let's go through them in order. So first of all, there are a couple different cover choices with, that you can pick from. And then there is a very simple black and white monthly calendar where you can write in the the name of the month and then have your child fill out the the dates, the numbers, so they get practice learning how calendars work. And it's just a very plain month. And then there's an alternate option for the monthly calendar. And this is the one that I use. It's the more colorful. It's got the cute clip art that goes with each month. And again, your kids are going to fill out the date on each of the days in the month. And you can use these planners year after year because they are undated. Your kids actually fill in the dates. And these monthly pages are the ones where we write in the holidays and the birthdays and the big events that we have. Right. If you're going to have a family vacation, you would put that in there, but you wouldn't put in there your daily work that you're doing for school. Yeah. If you ask my kids at any given moment, how many days until Christmas, they can probably tell you because they (laughs) They have have it marked on their calendars. So it's, it's just those extra big events. It's not the day-to-day planning that you would do for your school day. The next page is a weekly planner. This is a school planner. It's just for the school subjects. And at the top half, it has daily assignments. And this is an editable PDF, which means that mom or dad can go in ahead of time and type in the subjects that your child will be doing and then print it out. And and you can print out as many copies as you need to without having to rewrite it over and over. And then it's got boxes where the child just checks off when they've finished. Or puts their sticker on. Or put their sticker on, yeah. And then at the bottom half, it has the layers of learning subjects. So it's got a a space for history, geography, science, and art. And those have larger spaces. So you can write more about what you're doing. You can put in the actual project if you would like to, that you're going to be working on that day. And this is basically what I'm talking about when I say my kids use planners. This one sheet comprises our week. It shows everything that they're going to do for the entire week in every single subject. I take this planner page and I slide it into the front of their layers of learning notebook. So it has a a clear sheet and it it slid in behind that clear protector. It becomes their cover. Yes, it becomes their cover. And then they just use a dry erase marker and they check it off and then we wipe it off at the beginning of the week and then they start over. That's, That's how I use it. When my kids are little and they're first learning to use planners, we have little desk setups that have a bulletin board above each desk. And so this planning sheet goes right up on their bulletin board. And so they're putting their stickers up right on the wall in front of them where they're working. And so they can watch their stickers fill up their planner page. Yeah. So, so the planner doesn't necessarily have to be in a notebook or in a binder. It can just be a single sheet of paper that you're using. So it depends on how you like to do that as my kids grow up we actually graduate to a more printed bound type format but yeah when they're little when they're little they just need that one page yeah 
The next page is called My Homeschool Day, and it is intended to help young kids practice things like time and weather and temperature and their having a checklist of their work. You can use this as a daily planner. You would need a new sheet for every single day if you were using this one. So there are three additional circles on this page. The first one says, we have been in school for blank days. And so the kids keep track of how many days you've actually done school throughout the whole school year. And that helps them learn counting. It's, and it's counting skills. Yes, that's, all it is. that's all it is. And then the coin count is the second circle. And to do that, you basically have a little cup of coins in front of them. You just put some coins into it and they actually are going to add up the money and figure out how much it is. It's just that daily money practice that is often done with the little grades in math. Yeah, sometimes it's part of a math program, but it might not be. And so you can use this instead if you don't have that in your math program. So you're going to put a different number of coins in each day, and it just depends on what you grab out. It's not anything you have to plan for, prepare for. They're just going to practice counting coins every day. And then the third circle is just a blank clock. And they have to actually fill in the numbers on the clock face. And then you would either write um, the hands on the clock or just beneath that there is a digital clock face. So you would either fill in the digital one or the analog one and then they have to fill in the other one so that they're practicing telling time both ways. So these are just those daily skills that little learners often need. And so this is more than just a planning sheet. This is really a practice sheet if you've got those little ones who need to practice those it's, skills. It's a great thing to do during the morning meeting. Yes. And again, that would only be used when they're little. They're going to graduate from this sheet pretty quickly. It's definitely by third grade, they're done. Yeah. But, but maybe even sooner. It depends on your child. And then the next sheet is a reading record. And it it's a graphic. It looks like bookshelves. It's got three shelves full of books that are sort of stacked a little bit haphazardly on the shelves. And what you do is you write in the title of the book. And as they read the book, you color in the spine. So if they get halfway through the book, you can color in half the spine. If they get the book completely done, you can color in the whole spine. Or you can just color it in when you're completely done, depending on how fast your kids are reading the books. And then as the year goes on, their bookshelves are filling up with these colorful books and they can see all that they've read. And you may only need one of these sheets for a whole year, but you might need more than one. It depends on how much, how many books your child is reading. If they're little and you're reading two or three books every day, you know, they're short little picture books or, or easy readers, then your bookshelf might fill up faster. Yeah. And then the next sheet is just a blank set of spelling lists. It's numbered one through 10 and it has places for your kids to write on the spelling words that they're working on in the word work program. So you can use it as a as a spot where you're quizzing them. You're giving them the word verbally and they have to write it down. Or you could have them just copy the words to practice however you want to do it. And then there's a second spelling list sheet that is for a little bit older kids that has spaces for 20 words on each list. And then we have a graphing sheet. This sort of goes with that daily skills that little kids need to learn. But this is more about graphs and it's just a graph of the weather a graph of the temperature and then a graph of the weather conditions is it sunny is it cloudy is it raining so in the top section they're actually going to make a line graph and in the bottom it's a bar graph so line graph is, of temperature a bar graph of weather yeah. right so this is about weather but actually what you're really doing is practicing graphing skills it's more of that math practice and so it's one sheet for each month it has enough spaces on it for a whole month 
And then the next sheet is just a blank narration page. It has an area at the top that has a space for drawing a picture. And then below it, just the lines for them to write about the picture that they drew. And the lines are like primary lines that have the little dashed pink line in the middle so that kids who are still learning to form letters have a little bit more guidance. It's it's for y the youngest writers. And again, you could have them fill that out once a month or once a week or every day. It depends on what age and stage your kids are at in their writing. So you just get to use that flexibly as you need. It's just an extra tool. And it's not specifically necessarily something that would go in a planner. It's just an extra education tool for, for whatever you'd like to use it for. And then the final sheet in the early grades planner isn't really necessarily school related at all. It's a my chores sheet and it just has a spot for them to list their daily chores that they have and then check them off. And this one is an editable sheet as well. A lot of the sheets are where you can type in their chores ahead of time and then print out as many pages as you need to. So you would use one of these sheets per week or if you wanted to put it inside a clear plastic page protector, you could use a dry erase marker on it and use it again and again. So that's the entire early grades planner. The next one is the middle grades planner. And this one also has several cover choices that you can pick between. And it has a weekly assignment sheet that is very similar to the early grades one. The only difference is the history, geography, science, and arts has more spaces so that you can do them more than once a week. Yes, it has spaces for what they will complete on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, and on Friday, instead of just for the entire week. Right. So it just gets a little more specific for the older kids. This one is a good one to use for any age as well. Uh, I think you could even use this with high schoolers. if it's, it's just a list. And this is editable, so you can type in their exact tasks. For example, in the math section, there's actually two lines for math, because you might have math facts practice, like where you're practicing multiplication facts or something, and then you have the regular lesson practice. So there's double lines for some of the things. And under writing, you might have handwriting and also, you know, the writing writer's workshop assignment. Yeah. So it's got extra spaces and just as kids grow, they have more work. So there's a little bit of extra spaces to type in the assignments. And any spaces that you're not using, you can just leave blank and not worry about. The next page in the middle grades planner is quite different than the early grades planner setup because it has a spot for the kids to actually write in everything for their day, not just their schoolwork, but also their chores, their events. And so it's a one page glance at everything they have going on. And this is more something they would likely fill out than mom would fill out. Although it does have editable sections. So if your daily work is the same every single day, you can just fill in math, memory work, whatever your subjects are. And it will be on the printout. It'll be printed every single time you print it out. Yeah. But this is a one sheet per day. So you would have to have a new sheet every single day. And you could print out just a week's worth of them. And again, put them in sheet protectors and use dry erase on them and use them again and again if you would like to. And then the next sheet in the middle grades planner is identical to the reading record from the early grades it's just another spot for them to continue to keep track of all of those books that they're reading on the bookshelves. And they can do it colorfully as well. I find that my kids, no matter how old they are, like color over boring. So, yeah. The next sheet is called memory work. And the way I use this is I type in the things that I am wanting them to learn. I don't put the entire 
quote or poem that they're supposed to memorize, I just put the name of it and then we use this as a checklist. For example, if I want them to learn a passage from Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, then I will write Shakespeare's Twelfth Night in the space. And, and then when it comes time to do that memory work, I have a separate printout where I have the actual memory work. But on this sheet, it just says Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. And when they've got it memorized, they check it off. And it has a lot of spaces. It has enough for the entire year of memory work. So if your kids are learning, doing memory work regularly all the time, this is a good way to kind of show what they've remembered. And you can also use this as a, hey, let's practice what we've memorized before. So you can redo the poem or the quote or the passage. Yeah, if, if you don't keep practicing, the memory work will be pointless because they will forget it too quickly. Like you have to keep reviewing. So that's a really good accountability sheet to help you remember. These are the ones we've learned. Let's say them. Yeah, it, it's good practice. The next two are grade sheets and they're pretty identical to each other. They're just, they have different graphics and colors, but this has places for you to list the tests or assignments or whatever homework is being graded and then the score and the percent. We didn't include this in the early grades planner because Usually, you're not really grading a lot when kids are young, and I don't think you really should grade a lot when kids no. are young. But once they're in those middle grades, they're getting into 10, 12, 13, then they're ready to start having some motivation and some accountability for their work, and it's, it's a good time to start training them on grading. And so there's a spot at the top to write the subject, so you'll write in there math, for example. And then there are a whole bunch of lines going down in a column, and there's a spot for the date, the test or assignment, and you would just write in very briefly test on unit one, like test unit one. And then you put the score, and then there's a spot for the percentage. I like keeping track of grades as percentages. It's a lot simpler, I think, than trying to keep scores because some tests might have 20 questions and others might have 10. You might have projects that are completely, you know, a poster. And so that a percentage allows you to just combine all those into one grade. The next sheet is a goals sheet. So this would be a great thing to do at the beginning of each school year, kind of in that training period that we talked about. The kid will list their goal and then three specific things to do to make it happen. And then they give themselves a due date. Like they have, it's their goal. They decide when do I want to have this done by? And then they decide on what will be my reward for getting this done. And then each goal has a little checkbox for when it's done, too. So as they're working on these goals and progressing through them, they're checking their things off, they're earning rewards. And so for kids who are really reward-oriented or task-oriented, this can be a really good tool. Or if you just want to teach your children how to make goals, set goals, and follow through with them, you don't have to use this all the time every year, but it's a nice thing to do at least sometimes so that they learn that process and the how it feels good to set a goal and achieve something. The final page in the middle grades planner is a chore sheet and it's more extensive than the chore sheet that was for the younger kids. It has more spaces, but it also has more spaces because sometimes, especially by the time they're this old, I want to stop having to remind my kids to do all the little things. So I put all the little things on there, things like brushing your teeth. You know, it's not exactly a chore, but it is something they need to do every day. And so I put all those things it's divided into two sections. There's a morning chores section and an afternoon chores section. So if there are things that you expect them to get done before school, you would put that in the morning section and then things that would be later in the day go in the afternoon section. 
Now let's switch over to the high school planner. It also has several cover options. And then just like the others, there are monthly pages. They look a little bit more grown up, a little bit more mature than the little kids planners, just hopefully to appeal to your teens a little bit more. Then the weekly school planning page is the same as the one for the middle grades planner. It's a list at the top of daily tasks and then the layers of learning subjects below, the things you would only do maybe once or twice a week. The history, geography, science, and art are in the bottom section. And it has enough space on here to put in electives that your kids might be working on, like foreign language or whatever they might be doing. Something unique to the high school planner, though, is that we have a semester checklist. I really, really like this one when you've got teens. It is too much for younger kids to deal with. But older kids can handle looking at an entire semester at once and not being overwhelmed by it. This is a very simple one sheet. They can check off all their work for an entire semester. So you would use this instead of using the weekly planner. And it has spaces down the side to type in the subjects and these are editable so you would be able to just type it in once and then print it out and then it's got little check boxes enough for an entire semester and they just check off when they've done it it's got some grayscale so that you can see where each week begins so your eye can pick out each new week and they just simply put a check mark every time they've done math every time they do math they put in a check mark I think this is really good training for college, for kids who are going to be college bound, because you begin to think in semesters in college, you have to look at it that way. And so this is kind of a good transition for kids to start having that mindset where they can see everything that's going to be expected and begin checking it off. And then the high school planner also has the exact same reading chart that the younger ones do. You write in the title of the book on the spine of the graphic here and then you color it in as you finish it. Next, this is something else that's unique to high school is a transcript worksheet. And this one also has all of the fields are editable so that you can type in the classes, you can type in how many credits it's worth, you can type in the grade they got for the class and you can type in their GPA and there's a spot for the cumulative GPA. You would want to keep track of this probably by hand with a pen or pencil, but then you would use this sheet after your child is done with all of their schooling so that you can make an official transcript from it. This would be your record as you go along. This is a perfect sheet to use with our grades and transcript sheet that we have in our planners and records section of the catalog. Once you have the transcript worksheet, you're prepared to actually create an official transcript. It's not a grade book. It's a transcript worksheet where you're actually creating that official high school transcript that you may need to apply to colleges, to get jobs, to do all kinds of things after high school is over. This transcript is the only official record that you will need from your high school for most things. Some colleges might want a little bit more extensive stuff. They want, might want to see a portfolio, but the transcript everyone will want to see. And this is a record that you must keep. And if you don't keep it, then by the time your senior is getting ready to graduate, you can't really necessarily remember what they did freshman year. And you probably won't remember what grades they got. And you'll be really scrambling to try to figure all that out. So this is something that you need to keep as you go along. And the grades and transcript sheet that Karen was talking about that's, that's also sold in our catalog is a digital version of that. And you can use it to actually make the official one that you would print out. It's a digital version of a spreadsheet where you type in the grades and so on, and it does calculations and figures out 
all of the percentages and the GPAs for you. Yeah, and that will be really easy to do if you've kept track as you've gone through your high school years on this transcript worksheet in the planner. Yeah, and you can just use the the digital spreadsheet one instead if you'd like to, but I think it's useful for your high schooler to have their own transcript and be paying attention to their own grades because it helps motivate them. They realize, oh, these grades matter. This is all going to be official on an official record, and this is how I'm going to get into college or, you know, go on to other things in adult life. Exactly. And the next sheet in the high school planner is an activities record. And this is also way more important than a lot of people consider. It has a place for you to list the details of the sports, service opportunities, jobs, clubs, leadership opportunities, and the achievements that your high schooler has made. It also has a place for you to list a contact for like a coach or a mentor or someone who's worked with your child. When they're applying to college, when they're applying for scholarships or jobs, jobs, internships, these are the things that they will need to be able to include. And if you keep track of them and the details as they go, it's a lot easier. Because if they did something when they were 15, they were part of a club or a group and they had leadership skill, but now they're 18 and you haven't seen that club or that group for two or three years, are you really going to remember who the contact person was and exactly what the details were? It's really important to keep track of all of that. And you might forget that they had, oh yeah, they had that one job for six months. That stuff is important to remember. You need to keep track of it. This sheet is also a really good motivational tool to make sure that your kid is involved in enough activities. You want a kid who's well-rounded, who can have plenty of things to fill in on those applications, plenty of scholarships to apply for. And if they're not doing much, this can be a reminder that they need to be doing those things to prepare for their future. Most teens will probably be involved in stuff, but you may not realize how important it is. My son just got a job because he was involved in a shooting club where they did rifle and pistol shooting at a range, and it was a competitive club. And he was teaching the younger kids not only how to shoot, but also all the safety rules. He was in charge of teaching the younger kids. And that teaching experience with the younger kids got him a job as a ski instructor where he's also going to be teaching younger kids. So you never know how these things are going to play out and what's going to be important. And if you keep track of them and make sure that you're involved in things, it makes a huge difference later on. The next sheet is a personal goal sheet for high schoolers. And this is similar to the other goal sheet that we talked about, but it has a little bit more detail and more direction. They're going to go through and list a series of five steps to achieving each goal. And the goals are set within separate categories. So there's a spirit category, a body category, a future career category, and a mind category. That's going to look different for different families, but it's just a well-rounded approach to personal goal setting. And then for high schoolers also, there's a habit tracker. If there is a habit that your child wants to work on, Maybe, you know, they want to write a journal and they want to get in the habit of doing that. This would be very personal. This would be something that your child wants to do. Probably not something that you're making them do, but they would have a spot then that they can check it off every single day they've done it. And it's just a, a motivational tool to help them develop that habit or maybe kick a habit, stop doing something that they've been doing. The final two pages are two facing, facing pages that are a weekly planner. And it shows a detailed list of what would happen on each day, including weekend days. So it's really not just meant for school. 
it has a lot of blank areas for them to customize it to exactly what their lives are as teenagers because teenagers get busy it's it's this is for your child who has a job and is in sports and you know they've got a lot of stuff going on in their lives and they can actually put in what time are their appointments when do they have this coming up what time is practice when is the dentist appointment and they would actually keep track of their whole life in here it also has room to put in school assignments and chores and things like that if you would like to but you know it, it's it's really customizable to how you want it to fit to me this two-page spread feels like something that a teen would do completely independently for the most part this is when they need to manage their lives because they are that busy that they've got to keep it all together right and you offer them this tool and say hey would this help you some teens are they're much more comfortable just using their google calendar or whatever and that's fine but this is a nice tool for people who are paper oriented there's a lot of us still out there so it's nice to be able to see it and it's colorful and it's fun. So all three of these planners are really going to help your kids grow into taking responsibility and grow into being independent. You can see through the progression of the planners that they do more and more on their own as they grow up. And that just helps them to take responsibility for their own lives and set their own goals and be excited to accomplish things. So all of these planners are available at layersoflearning.com in the planners and records part of the catalog. And they're all only 99 cents each. They're, we keep them really cheap on purpose because we want them just to be a tool for you. And this is actually how we started Layers of Learning. We started with the planner and that planner, selling the planner allowed us to be able to afford a website and we've slowly built from there. But this is how we got our start at Layers of Learning. And we like our planners. We've updated them a few times over the years and these are the planning tools that we have successfully used with our kids and our families. And we've loved sharing them with other families because it really works. It's the backbone of your homeschool is that planning. Having, even if it's just a bare bones kind of plan, then it keeps you on track, keeps everybody happy, helps everybody know what's expected and, and it trains the kids to be responsible for themselves. So we hope you enjoy the planners as much as we do. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating wherever you listen. Ratings and comments help people find happy family-style homeschooling. Visit us at layersoflearning.com, at Instagram, and on our Facebook group. And make sure to tune in next month for the next podcast. In the meantime, we wish you happiness in your homeschool. Have fun learning! learning.